Here we go. We're podcasting right now. We're actually together, too, which is I know, awesome. This is so weird. It is kind of weird. I haven't seen you in a room podcasting since the day before we got shut down in California for the pandy. Panty. Yep. That's true. <laughs> Are you still on board with us calling the pandemic the panty? To be fair and very clear, I was never on board for that. <laughs> <laughs> and the more you say it... The more it will not legitimize that in my mind. You're, you're less on board. <laughs> I, so here's the difference about being in person. I almost spit my coffee all over my expensive recording equipment. Yeah. That was that uh, funny. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of uh, fan mail about my usage of panty to describe pandemic. and Your P.O. box is full? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of feedback about that. But uh, yeah, we're in person, triple masked. It's great, uh, and I'm stoked, man. We missed a week last week, so this week we're going to cover two parts yep. of the Lord's Prayer. So it should be a little under three hours if you're listening. Yep, grab a coffee, mm-hmm. grab a snack, and then grab another cold brew after that, because we're going there. That's right. Might want to listen to, uh, uh, what do you call it, double time? Yep, only Adam's part listen at half speed. <laughs> one of my favorite hobbies i know have you listened to us at half speed it's so good if you are listening dear listener of the saint cast and you've never listened at half speed you should do that right now Mm -hmm. because it definitely sounds like we're high the entire time (laughs) (laughs) do you so real question do you listen to any of your podcasts double time one and a half what's your one and a half standard that's mine too and then if the person or guest is talking slow, then I'll do too. Yeah. Isn't it funny? So the other day I listened to, I re-listened to one of my sermons. I was just trying to see, mm-hmm. you know, a game film, see how I did. Sure. And I was like, I'm talking so slow yeah. because that's, that's only negative for me. It's like, I'm just used to yeah. one and a half speed. Uh, it's my quasi Sabbath practice because I'm supposed Ooh. to not do technology. But when I do yep. technology... I purposely listen to anything or watch anything at one time speed instead of 1.5. That's good. Just to slow a little bit. Slow. Still shouldn't be watching anything, but yeah, it reminds me that I should probably get off my computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it sounds weird. After like, if you just get used to listening at that speed and then something wrong? (laughs) I don't know. Totally. I have to wonder what is that doing to our brains a little bit? I was thinking the same thing. And part of it, like there might be something good where it's just like, teaching us to process faster. But to your point, like, is is fast always good? Fast in that sake? I'm listening to it's fast because I wanted to listen to something else totally. with the extra time. Yes. And so I almost texted you the other day because I was like, I had that same thought, which is funny because we didn't talk about this, but I was nope. like, Adam, there's too much content. There's way too much What do content? I do? Like I'm overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that I'm suggested to watch that I want to watch, yep. but I just, I know it's bad. <sighs> is this podcast going in a different direction? Yeah. Cause it's super interesting. Scratch that. We're, <laughs> we're, we're taking a left four hours now. This is a good intro. Yeah. Dude, I was thinking about that recently too. And just this morning, I, it's very related. It's not going to sound like it at first, but I was at a stoplight. I knew I had to get here to the church. We're recording this. And I uh, had a couple of emails I wanted to get to first. And I was at a stoplight in my car. And the person took, get this, 
one and a half seconds to go forward after the light turned green. Did you time them? That's an oddly specific. <laughs> well, my point being, it was not very long. But you know how you like sure. when you're driving, you're just like, what, what is taking so long? Yeah. What's wrong? And in that moment, dude, I really, I, I guess I'm, I was proud of myself, but at least, yeah, I, I, I was pleased that I at least thought through this a little deeper. But in my head, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Like, usually when I get to a parking lot, I'll wait like five minutes. I'll just take a breath or like, you know, in my head, I I had a clearness of like, okay, one and a half seconds. What am I such in a rush to get to? Like that, I think that plays in for me because I do this. The reason, oh, it's so fast because I've got something else important. Mm -hmm. And it's like, really? Mm -hmm. That's uh, the next destination is the most important thing. It's interesting. It is. I'm surprised that you actually take time when you get in a parking lot too. I feel like mm. my time is the time that I take is either going slower on the drive or slowing that part oh, process good. down. So then I can jump out of my car and get do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like the opposite stance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. We're just doing it at different times. Yeah. yeah I heard someone, man, a couple of years ago recommend before you go like into your house and before you enter your work to have a quick little, uh, calibration. So mm-hmm. calibrate before you go into work of like, okay, what is my purpose here? But then the, the better thing for me is calibrating before I go home. Cause then yeah. the calibration is like, okay, drop all, whatever the issue is that you got in your brain, drop mm-hmm. that so you can be present with your family. So it's become a little bit of a habit. That's great. We have a rule that we had to establish Ooh. in our household, which is you can't come through the front door on the phone. Mm. Or distracted. Well, essentially. Up. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. should teach a marriage course. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, Mark is teaching marriage course for the online campus. I'm Te- super stoked about teaching it. Teaching is a <laughs> stretch of that word. I'm hosting people for a, a little bit and then we have curriculum that they're walking themselves through. But still, yeah. it's awesome, man. It's fun. That's great. You can sign up at marksmarriagecourse.org. Or menlo.church slash labs. That <laughs> okay. one would also work too, but uh, either way. Yeah. It's fine. All right. Well, let's jump in. That was a weird uh intro, but I liked it a lot. Wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Uh so we're gonna talk about two different pieces of the Lord's Prayer. And hopefully I have heard from a couple of people, not a ton, but a couple of people that have really enjoyed this. So hopefully, if you're listening, this has just been helpful to continue to dig into the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today, since we missed last week, we're going to talk about two portions, the first being uh, your kingdom come and your will be done. And then we'll talk about uh, give us a stay, our daily bread. So first, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done. And if you were with us at Sank, we talked about, uh, we really focused on how these were parallel statements, mm-hmm. uh, really sort of mirroring each other. And so we, we zoned in on how we all have these things that we just want. And that's sort of the core piece of Christianity is what we talked about. Following Christ, if you really boil it down, it comes down to the question, do I want to be king, queen? Do I want to get what I want accomplished in my agenda, my plan? Or ultimately, am I okay saying I want to be in your will, in your kingdom? Uh, so... Yeah, uh, I'd love to just talk a little bit about that. Um, 
Maybe for first question for you, grown up as a Christian, how did you process the will of God? Like, did you uh, did you ask that a lot of like, God, what is your will? Do you want me to play volleyball professionally, or do you want like, <laughs> absolutely? How did not. you approach that? Because it, it is a phrase I, f- I feel like we use a lot. It is a phrase that we that I I grew up hearing yeah, in the too. churches learn how to discern or, or figure out like what God's will for you is, especially mm-hmm. like that takes me back to junior, senior year of high school. What am I supposed to do with my life? Am I yep. going to go to college? What do I want to study? What do I want to work eventually? And it was almost harmful in a way because mm. it's so much of a loaded term of like, you need to figure out right now what you, what God's will for you and your life is. Forever. And forever. <laughs> And so growing up, like I knew that God's like God was sovereign. He had a will for me. He wants me to live in a certain way. He has a plan in my life. And I, at that time, I didn't know if that plan was already scripted or I had power over that plan. Right. Right. I didn't get that far yet in my thinking. Um, but it was always kind of equally a burden of there's this thing out there that I'm supposed to be living into that seems too big and how am I ever supposed to know what that is? But on the other side, mm. that was comforting because I oh, can yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go to that and say, you know what, I might not know what it is now, but I can trust that what I'm doing hopefully today will lead me down that path to get to that other place. Right. Yeah, you named both of those really well. I hadn't thought of the comforting piece of that, but you're right. I, I grew up the same way. And there was a little bit of comfort of like, yeah, but God's got this big plan for mm-hmm. me. And as long as I do this, I will find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I feel like this is just Adam talking, not necessarily the Bible. Um, <laughs> but I, I do feel like that kind of thinking can be so harmful uh, if we're not careful, because it's like, well, if there's just one specific will for the rest of my life, when we ask the question, what is your will, God, or show me your will, there's just so much pressure in each little moment of like, show me your will today. Well, what if uh, I go to Trader Joe's and I get in an accident and then, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, but it's like so many little things happen in the day and you you, you can say, well, God just caused that to happen. Yeah. But then there's just so much pressure, like, what if I make a mistake? What if I right. lie to someone and that causes something to happen in my life? And it's like, well, did God cause me to lie? No, that was my choice. But then that put me on a different trajectory. It's just like, uh, man, it just pressurizes each decision, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that's certainly what I felt is like uh, so much pressure in each decision. Like if I choose this job, yep. is that the right will? What if I choose this one? What if I don't yep. get this job? What if I go to this school? And uh, yeah, I, has your theology, your opinion changed now at this point? I don't know, really. That's fair. <laughs> I think on one hand, I can process that in a way where I'm feeling like, I'll use an analogy. If you're on a trail or something and that trail branches off, eventually yes. the two trails are going to meet up. Hmm. And so... If I go with God's will or against God's will or however you want to say that, I don't know. Um, I would like to think that God's working everything to come back to him, mm. to point point in that direction. 
That makes sense. As long as I don't get off the trail. Um, I think that's an option as well. Yes. But I don't know. Maybe God's in control of that option too. Who knows, Adam? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are you speaking of the Oregon Trail specifically? Yes. Uh, And how I would always die by not having enough vitamin C. (laughs) What a horrible way to go. No, it's the worst way. <laughs> Scurvy. Yeah. Yes. Well, everything you're wrestling with, uh, I should remind everybody listening, uh, these are <laughs> these are issues and questions that humans have been wrestling with for the entirety of our existence, mm-hmm. and there's no clear answer. Mm-hmm. And this is a side note. I'm sorry for the side note. Uh, one time someone came to me after Sank. I, I know I've told you this. I don't know if you remember this. And they were like, well, Adam, why did bad things happen to good people. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, you know, I had some ideas and I told them. But then at the end, I was like, but just so you know, I have no clue. Mm -hmm. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew. And that person was like, no, there's got to be an answer. We have to know. And I think sometimes in our Western Christianity, we think there has to be a clear answer to everything. And in reality, with theology, we are grasping the best we can at who this mysterious God is. If we knew everything, we'd be God. Yeah, I'd even go a step further Bring and it. say we don't necessarily even need to know it. We need to agree with it. It needs mm. to make sense to me. Oh, right, right. So, great, you just gave me an answer. I don't like that answer. That, <laughs> I need to like the answer that you gave me in order for it to sink in and for me to internalize oh, it good. and agree with it. Right, right. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, exactly. And so I th- I think that's just worth that was worth a little sidebar just because yeah, we could go down this rabbit trail forever of like what what does it mean to follow God's will? Mm-hmm. Am I in, like is he uh guiding every path or do we get some free reign and then he he bring you know it's like yeah. uh we're not going to get the answer to that. But, but I think the important thing to me is this surrender piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And understanding that I might not always get the right answer, but it's a posture of my heart. That's something we talked about is like, where where is our heart at? I, to me, that's what God's really seeking is a heart devoted to him. And, and I was speaking for myself, that's truly where I get stuck the most, if I'm really honest, is like often the posture of my heart is... Uh, Selfishness, like self-centeredness. Mm-hmm. Well, what would feel best to me? Yep. What, uh, you know, would be the easiest, most comfortable thing for me? Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked about on Sunday, like, the difference between our aspirations and what we really want, if we're really honest with people. And, like, how as a Christian, our aspirations are like, uh, you know, I, I want to I want to be honest. But if we're really... <laughs> If we dig deep, what do I actually want? Well, I want uh, I, I want what I want, or I, like my aspiration is I want to be uh, spiritually deep and to grow and discipline. But if I'm really honest with what I want, I want to sleep in. You know, like you know what I mean. So, a difference yeah. between aspiration and what our our body wants. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's the key piece. Is we're never going to know for like fully in God's will, but we can know if we're trying to surrender our wants for his wants. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that's what I love, or that's what I got most comforted with by by your kingdom come and your will be done. Mm. It's, again, a pointer back to the first couple lines where our Father in heaven, right, like this this personal relationship that's 
supposed to be good and healthy and and loving, mm-hmm. but hallowed be your name, it's still revered and there's reverence right. there and there's there's acknowledgement that you are so much bigger than just a father. When you when you preface your your kingdom come and your will be done, that means it's stemming from something holy and good. That's right. If you were That's to good. start with That's right. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done, our Father in heaven hall be your name. That would be a little bit different for me because if I heard that for the first time, I'm like, who is this your? Why why is their king why do we want their kingdom here? But because it's prefaced with those first two That's lines, good, bro. It, it's a reminder of God's will, which is supposed to be good and pleasing and perfect. Yes. I'm so glad I'm so glad you brought this up. This is proof, by the way, that you should never prep for anything. Because <laughs> We didn't prep for this at all. No. And you're saying exactly uh, what I, I think is the perfect thing. Yes, that's the big difference, right? Because mm-hmm. if I, that's where I get stuck. I want to keep talking about myself because I'm, this is speaking to me more than me needing to preach it to others. It's like the reason I want to sleep in is because it feels good. And in my brain, if I'm really honest, like, well, that just is better for me. Mm-hmm. Or the reason I want to, to mm-hmm. overindulge with eating, or sure. I want to uh, be slippery with the truth, or whatever the, that issue is, it's it's because if you really drill down, I'd say, well, that's, that's better for me. Mm-hmm. And this belief that God actually wants us to have a full life, mm-hmm. and He is a good Father, mm-hmm. if we really understood, like, no, if I surrendered that to God's will... I'd actually be better. <laughs> that would be better. Like I'd be feel more alive. Yep. I'd feel uh, more joyful and more peaceful. Mm. And ultimately, this is I'd be a much more full creature. It's like, oh, that's much more motivating than just yep. surrender your will because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Or God is will be mad at you if you don't. Because at that point, it's not just surrendering the will. It's more so like aligning your will. That's right. And mm-hmm. when you align something, instead of giving it away because you feel obligated to give it away. Yes. You're so much more bought into what you are aligning with. Right. Yeah. I've heard it said before. That's why it's so important when we talk about the full narrative of scripture to start with Genesis one, to start with Shalom, to start with beautiful, fully aligned creatures with God. Mm -hmm. Whereas sometimes in Christianity, we start with uh, whatever chapters, Genesis 3, or we start with the fall, like the sin, the brokenness and the torn apart, which I think can lead to guilt and shame and separation. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, actually, uh, it's this alignment with God's initial uh, desire, which is like for us to be fully Mm -hmm. uh, with Him and fully just... uh, Within joy and peace. And that's what the on earth as it is in heaven peace is. Exactly. Yep. So it's not just let's let's have your, your will come down here, your kingdom down here, and turn this mess into something a little bit more beautiful. It's no, it's an invitation to say, what's happening where you yeah. are? We want to bring that down here. Help us be carriers of that. So good, man. So good. Yeah, and it's available everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to wait till I die if I can learn how to open my eyes. I can align with God in this moment. And if you truly, like, if, if you buy into that vision of of partnering with God in that, that alignment piece feels so much more compelling as opposed oh, to, I want to give yeah. away my will. Oh, totally, dude. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's speaking, like, specifically to me in this season. I'm, like, preaching to myself right now. Same. But, like, 
sometimes my will, I just am like, I don't want to do the Christian <laughs> thing right <laughs> totally. now. Like, I, I just want to go and do this other thing. And yeah. uh, I know I should feel bad about this, but I kind of don't. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if it's just me, but it, hopping back into and like a refreshing coming out of this season of just gray, like black and white pandemic vision of like, man, for the last yep. year and a half world's been in black and white. At least that's, that's how I've kind of felt for sure. Now it's coming back into color with meeting with people and being able to go to church mm. again sometimes. And like learning how to talk and have small talk again with people that I don't know. And I, it's just like, yeah, it's almost like I was working out before the pandemic. I stopped working out and now I'm starting to work out again. Oh, and yeah. my body's like, no, don't no, do it. Good. Stay off the treadmill and eat those chicken wings. <laughs> You know, you want that ranch, (laughs) but really it's like, no, like you, I want to be in that spot again where I want to pair and have my will align with the holiness because like what you said earlier, like that, that will bring so much more fruit and vividness and sharpness in color to this world of color I'm trying to move back into as opposed to me doing it by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, I feel obligated to. Yeah. It's obligation versus alignment. Those are two great words. And yeah, the the compelling piece is to align yourself with something beautiful and good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, that is not how we slash I often think about it. It's like, I yeah. need to, I have to, this is right. part of uh, what it means to do this. And that's not necessarily alignment either. Like right, you can right, trick right. your, like we can, at least I can trick myself into thinking, mm. great, First thing I did this morning was open my Bible app and read the, you know, the little mm-hmm. section they have there, watch that video, do the little prayer at the end. Ten minutes, later, I couldn't tell you what I just read. Right. And that's much different than carving out 10 minutes in my morning to say, God, I want to be with you, speak right. with me, and how, how you want me to, to, what you want me to focus on today, yeah. Yeah. and then let that carry me throughout the day. Those are two very different things. One's obligation totally. and one's alignment. Right. Well, and that's back to the heart thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like uh, God's more concerned about the posture of your heart. So we can do these activities. Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, check, yep. check. Did I did that. It. Uh, yep. look at me. I'm so I'm surrendered. To I haven't God's sinned will. once today, baby. <laughs> 10 minutes into my day. Have you ever gone through a day without <laughs> sinning? You perfect human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I love that though, dude. Yeah. He's, he's looking at the heart. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if we're, do- <laughs> of course it would not like, just doing something out of obligation and sort of uh, muttering in your heart and in your mind. It's like, um, yeah, that's not really what he's looking for Mm -hmm. in the first place. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So any quick thoughts before we go to the next section of like, how do we, because I love those two, two concepts. How do we help ourselves see things through the lens of alignment with this beautiful kingdom of God, full life, shalom, that he intended from the beginning, versus I have to do these things that I'm supposed to do as a Christian. Any thoughts on that? I think a little bit of it comes down to what are you aligning with? Mm, Okay. And am I aligning with good things that I should do because I'm trying not to do bad things or am I aligning with helping God's kingdom come down here? Gotcha. The, the, the second part of that, the 
let me partner with you to help your kingdom done and, and your will be done down here. It it's much more external, mm-hmm. I think. And mm. for me, I think that would motivate me to really understand what it means to partner in alignment with God. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I think part of it for me is this is less practical and concrete, but trying for myself and those I lead at Sank or other places is to really paint a compelling vision. That's part of what's yep. sticking in my mind. It's yep. like, because what you said, compelled versus obligated, anytime we're compelled, whether we call it a vision or not, we have a vision for something. We're like, mm-hmm. even if it's something stupid, like, man, I'm going to go to the beach today. Right. There's a vision in our head of like, oh, because it's going to be sunny and there's going to be friends and I'm going to mm-hmm. lay by the ocean and be relaxed. So we have a vision in our mind of something that's really exciting and fun. So helping ourselves and again, me, to see this vision of like uh, fullness and a vision of right. compassion, a vision of uh, relaxed and calm, you know, all these things that I believe in, mm-hmm. but often my vision is more of like, well, here's what I have to do. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I, this is a, a Christian cliche, but I just think it's so true is like, uh, I imagine what people in the world or how they would see Christianity, Christ followers differently if they witnessed people that were full of life right. or like joyful in how they went about their, mm-hmm. uh, their task and their, you know, it'd be like, Oh, that's, I'm not sure I, I know, I agree with everything theologically, but sure. I do know like that's compelling. Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think there's something there about when you actually live that out. Yep. That is like that that posture of alignment, and when you are really truly being a vessel for God to help partner with His will, it's like magnetic in a way. Totally. Because I don't know, it just feels like the world right now is so polarized with. Good, bad, this, that. Right. If you can see just an example of objective goodness of like, oh yeah, I oh, should yeah. I should be caring for my neighbor. Yeah. I should be listening instead of, of yelling. Right. Which is all very basic things that we should do out of <laughs> sure. you know just being I mean? a a good human being. But yeah. if we can if if the Christian community can be known for that, yeah. Then that might yeah. help. Yes. Right, right, right. And it's our last thought going off that, like something we talked about too at Sank is like, we all know deep down, I think this is Christian or not, whoever, whatever you are, like we have experienced what happens when we get what we want. You know what I mean? Like, I think I want, (laughs) my analogies are so dumb right now, but I think I want to eat a large pizza because, you know, my vision for that is like, Oh, cheesy! I'm gonna watch this football game. It's gonna make me feel so good. Right. And I've all I've had that moment so many times in my life. It's like I thought that's what I wanted, and then I eat the large pizza, <laughs> and I want to vomit everywhere. Uh, you know, it. I'm like, <laughs> it is good while it goes down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's so many examples of that in all of our lives where it's like, I think we all know. Okay, I don't know everything. 
I, I am not God. I don't know the best plan for my life. Mm-hmm. And so if we could help compel that vision of like, I'm not surrendering to give up all these good things. It's actually the opposite. It's like I've proven to myself that I don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. So as I surrender and I pursue this way of Jesus, it's like that actually will give me a path that's like uh, actually good for me. It makes me feel better deeply inside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that yeah, I just feel like uh, that's something you could do better at. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Okay, let's go to that uh, next section. Uh, And I don't know if you knew this, Taylor Choate taught us this uh, past week. Shout out to Taylor. Dude, she's great. She's great. She talked about Daily Bread, had a cool story about uh, our very own Keith Riley when they worked Mm -hmm. together in Texas. And and Taylor uh, explaining, like many of us, just being self-reliant person and had a period of life where... Uh, she was looking for a job, couldn't quite find it, wanted to do ministry, wasn't sure, and the but had a very <laughs> clear need in that moment of like needing money. And mm. uh, she talked about this reality of like sometimes the community, this being a communal prayer, mm-hmm. daily bread can come through people. And so shout out to Keith. Mm. Angel, we both know that Keith is an angel on He's earth. He's got the beard of an angel. <laughs> do angels have beards, dude? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he just came through and, uh, he and his wife and just helped her out in a moment. And awesome. it was a, just a cool story that she shared of like daily bread can be a super practical thing and we can care for each other in that way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited about to talk about this a little bit. Any, any daily bread thoughts off the top of your head? Thought you were going to lead off with a gluten-free dad joke. So glad you did. <laughs> oh, shoot. Thank I you. forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can i do it redo it yeah sure okay i will later okay uh i think that is very like i like i like the idea that the daily bread can come from people yeah. because again yes. like if we are going to live out the verses that came ahead of this your that's right come your will be done then yeah in theory god should be working in and amongst his people and through mm-hmm. his people to help everyone not just the the community that they're in but to go out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I i like that part a lot and i think that is almost for me i'm an action step person that's almost an action step in the middle of this prayer yeah oh that's good so yes it's a prayer of, of like god give me give me this this daily bread help me rely on you that doesn't mean that i i should not work or i should sure. not do anything else it's just I'm going to rely on you to give me what I need for today so that I can give to other people as Mm -hmm. well. That's good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's actionable because there's two steps to it. There is a reliance, like Mm -hmm. trust. And and I'm like you, there's no part of this that is implying that we should be a hippie Mm -mm. and just (laughs) lay around and like, God feed me. Yeah. Bring me that that large pizza. Just make it happen. Right. It's going to happen. You know, I think of another verse where Jesus talks about the flowers of the field and the birds of the air and like how he he takes care of them and he loves us so much more. But with flowers and birds, they're doing what flowers and birds do. They're going about their flower and bird life. So it's not like, you know, he's he's feeding them 
they have to fly around and I don't know how birds get their food, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. Like there is a reliance on God, but it also requires us to go about our lives. Yeah. But the communal aspect is something I never grew up thinking at all with this prayer. I, I, I sort of took it as like, yeah, God, give me what I need, sure. which is part of it. But to think through an actionable step of like, give us our daily bread and I'm a part of us. It's like, right. oh, <laughs> that's right. a, all of a sudden it gets a little more challenging yeah. to to pray that. And yeah, what what does that actually mean for me? And I, you know, if I'm just being really honest in this sandcast, which I am, mm-hmm. I think one of the challenging things, even from Sunday, because we sort of challenge folks to to really think through, is there someone in your life or is this you that you need to be, you know, lean on the community a little bit? You know, part of my takeaway is like, man, I don't have a lot of those kind of people in my life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in yeah. Silicon Valley, the Burbs. Mm-hmm. People still call it the Burbs. Sure. <laughs> Is everything the burbs outside of Oklahoma? <laughs> uh, maybe. That's a good question. But yeah, a, a pretty affluent area. Uh, you know, yeah. certainly not everyone is, even that appear to be, you know. But, yep. you know, just my, sort of my friend groups, my community groups, I don't run into that a lot. And that mm-hmm. was a little convicting piece for me of like, I don't, I don't know what to do with that yet. I, I don't know if you've had those thoughts sure. before of like, okay, how can I? Uh, yeah, it's just part of my actual step is like I want to rub shoulders with. I want to be in more community with folks that are a little more under-resourced and that I can, I can provide a little more because I know I'm going to need that eventually too. Mm. That's good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to do it? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, maybe that's a question to us. In theory, yes. I part of it is I don't sure. know how to do that. Um, we we've talked about like offline about ways. I've, I've got a friend who works at East Palo Alto, and mm-hmm. about ways we can just set up set up some dinners yeah. to just hang out with people from both of our communities, mm-hmm. with the idea of like let's not make this a serving project no. and just a. Let's share life. Let's learn about each other's it's a block back- party. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be one. I I actually am tangibly working on that cool. as of this week, even. But but maybe another question is like, how do you do that? Because I I do get a little stuck with that of like, because I've got you know my normal life that happens here and here and here. Mm-hmm. So how do I be intentional? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that's the beauty of the area that we live in Mm. too, is that you don't have to go far. Right. And I think we forget that we being the millennial, probably Mm -hmm. we, we don't have to worry about what we're going to eat. Right. And so we should be on the other side of this prayer. Right. We should be on the us side of this prayer, not the give me side of this prayer. And I remember driving home from Sank one night, it was, I, dr- I drove back up to San Mateo where I live. Um, On the way to Jack in the Box? Uh, nope, already had Jack in the Box by that <laughs> point. But there were, uh, there was a series of billboards that was on the 101. The first one was like a, I think a Salesforce or mm. something like that. The next one was an AI like 
I don't even know what it does, but it just looked like, okay, yeah, that's, that's above my uh-huh. pay grade. And then the one following that, it said hunger, something along the lines of hunger is hard to spot. And it just had two people on, well, on the well. billboard. Well. And I was like, what a message following up two other signs. And that to me mm. just spoke to the world that I live in. Yeah. Interesting. Like right a- along that same freeway where there are, you know, come make X amount of money working for our mm-hmm. company. Let our robots design your computers for you. <laughs> and then hunger is hard to spot. Right. Like those are my neighbors. And so that was really convicting in a way that it's just like, yeah, I have these 10 tacos that I just got from Jack in the box. Do <laughs> I really need to eat them or can, should I have spent that money elsewhere? You know what I mean? Right. And so, yes. Yeah. Part of, part of that That's communal good. prayer is, is identifying the community and also seeing what the needs are. Too. That's a really good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved how you sort of paint that picture of there are times we're going to be on different sides of the need mm-hmm. line, right? Because mm-hmm. there are going to be times like, you know, someone in the same community, <laughs> me included, it's like I get to lose my job. And all of a sudden in Silicon Valley, it's like I'm not going to be coasting for a couple months. Like, oh, I might need a little help mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I would I would agree. I think most of us are probably on that side where it's like, yeah, we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's looking out for people on the other side. That's really good. And and I agree, man. There, I just thought of, as you were talking about that, there's uh, Lori and my, uh, uh, some of our family friends that live in the neighborhood, you'd have no idea because they go to the Sunnyvale school. Sure. Uh, they're in soccer programs and some of the stuff. And, and we just happen to know their family's been hit mm-hmm. in the past six months. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're, they're living paycheck to paycheck, if that. And so that's a right. great example of like, uh, yeah, it's right around the corner. Part of you knowing that is probably being community with them. Oh, totally. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When it, and I was going to say that, but you said it. <laughs> no, when you were talking, I, I loved what you were saying because it's uh, there's nothing wrong with this. So don't hear me, dear listener, say that there's anything wrong with this. But it's one thing to give money to yeah. someone in another country, which, again, nothing wrong with that. I do think that's a piece of us learning how to just share but it's another thing. Go ahead. I would also say that it's almost from from the position that we're sitting in in here. Mm. Even if we can't live, or we're going, you know, paycheck to paycheck, or squeaking that out, that's nothing compared to what yeah. someone else is somewhere. Like yes. if you go on, you know, our trips to Brazil that we do with Sank, or some mm-hmm. of the other missions that we like. There's our like quote unquote struggling, and then there's actual struggle. That's so. Right. Yeah, that was, it's very eye-opening when you go somewhere else, too. Totally. But, okay, continue. Yeah, and that, no, no, that's a great point. And, yeah, so giving in mm-hmm. itself can just be a discipline to teach us, like, yes. to learn how to not cling to our own stuff. Right. And or but, it's not my bread, it's our bread. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. But to your point, like, that's the value of community, right? Mm-hmm. And that, maybe, man, I've never really thought about that uh, till till this week, and we're sort of digging into it. It's like... That's part of the beauty of real community, as opposed to come on Sunday to a church service. Mm-hmm. Real community mm. is where you're living life together. You're rubbing shoulders against each other. You, to your point, that's how you find out these stories of someone saying, "You know what? Right. I actually lost my job three months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, no, I can't go out to this thing because I'm 
struggling right now. Yeah, that's that's a simple thing, but so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's like that was the early church, and and Taylor mentioned that on Sunday. It's like the daily bread. We see that in the the Acts church. It's like they shared possessions with each other. They were able to do that. Mm-hmm. That's a really good. How, so going off that, like, how do we have community? This real authentic in each other's lives community when most of us half, if not three fourths of our lives take place on a computer or on our phones. I would push back a little bit against that and say, does does that three quarter, do you have to be on your computer? You're asking me personally. Well, I mean, I get if your work, but that I get if your work is on the computer. Sure. Right. Right. But if you're in the office, you're still around community. Right. You can take someone to coffee and say, hey, let me buy you a coffee today and let me hear how your weekend was. Yeah, yeah, totally. Something as simple as that. Or it's, I think we can get trapped in thinking, I don't have time or I can't do it because of this. And I would challenge us to reexamine what Mm -hmm. that this is. Yep. And if people are serious about trying to move move towards community or move towards a mindset that's more in alignment with God's will, pray a prayer that says, God, can you help me see this the way that you want me to see it? And, and whatever that stuff that I'm that's looking good. at is as hindrances, help me to see them as what they are. They still very, very, like, they very well may be things mm-hmm. that you have to do, but maybe there's space there for community building. Yeah. Dude, I love that. Well, even... Like, let's say we enter into another, I guess we're still in this in California at sure. least, yeah. uh, but where we're like sort of forced to do more computer work or in-home work. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I love your your thought of like praying and being intentional. Okay, then how do I do this in community, mm-hmm. even if I have to do that? And it, a random thought uh, popped up in my mind. I don't know if you ever did this, but did you hear of people that... Uh, they would do their work online, but they would open up a Zoom or there might have been another program specifically for this, but they would just work together online. Cool. <laughs> so they'd just have their windows open and they knew like, okay, we're not going to be talking the whole time. We don't have to stare at each other. Yeah. But just trying to recreate the, we're in an office mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. after I send an email, I can just say, you know, you and I used to do that a ton of like, oh, I have a theo- theology thought. Yeah. And we would just take a quick 10 minute break. It's like those kind of moments over six months build up into like deep community. So I, I think there's ways to do it even when we're working remotely or to your point. And I would, (coughs) I would say too, to something you said earlier of this might be a season for people that you might not have a lot of close relationships now, Mm. or some of the, the relationships that you might've had have, you know, fizzled out or dwindled or whatever. People moved away, jobs changed, all mm-hmm. that. With the people that you have in your life or the people that you would want to have connection with, just reach out. That's good. And say, hey, this is challenging. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm struggling. We're all going through this together. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's put a, you know, 15-minute coffee on the calendar That's once good. a week as a lunch break or something like that. That's real good, dude. Yeah, and it, Going back to the need piece, because this is ultimately a statement, a prayer of need. I rely on you, God, to give me what I need, and then I rely on my community as well. Mm -hmm. I think that 
that's just a great thought because it brings me back to this concept of like, this is not just food we're talking about too. It's like daily bread is sustenance. It's the thing that will keep us alive. Mm-hmm. And I think for us all to be honest, constantly uh, honest with ourselves. So what do I need? And sometimes it is like community and it's like, I need to take the hard step of just, uh, I say this a lot at Sync, like I, I'm an introvert. I know how awkward it can be to put yourself out there, but there's some people that that's the challenge is like, you just got to say, Hey, I heard some people growing the goose. I don't know anybody. Can I just come sit with you guys? It's like, that's a hard thing to do, yeah. but sometimes you just have to know your needs so well that you're like, okay, I need it. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to go for it. Uh, and that's what I love about Sank is no one would say no to that. Totally. Like that's the beautiful totally, thing about the community. Dude. That's a good point. I also think, and, and it kind of sparked something as you were, you were saying that is if you, a lot of it might be self-centered too. Like mm. I need to do this for me. Oh, right, right. Sure. What is, what is alignment towards God's will look like? And is that, is that perspective stay the same when you look at it through that context? That's good. Or does what I really need for today, does that change mm-hmm. with that in, right. in mind? And it, well, like you said earlier, that's what's so beautiful about the entire prayer. Mm-hmm. But the two pieces we looked at today, they just connect so well. Because mm-hmm. if you s- take the first sta- statement that we just went through of like my will versus God's right. will, right. and then my need versus what is actual need, then right. it starts, uh, I think uh, the word we were using, alignment, starts really making sense because it's like... Well, okay, I don't need the latest Jordans. Sure. That'd be fun to have on my shelf and look at. That's not a need. Uh, What are my actual needs in relation to God's will and God's kingdom? That changes everything. (laughs) It absolutely does. And if you're going to go, you know, kind of in this direction that we're, we're saying would be a cool way to take this would be then out of that need to give, pretty sure there's a verse in the Bible that says, give joyfully mm-hmm. yeah. to give out of obligation again. Right. 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 Yeah. Because totally. man, that versus I'll be in a spot mm-hmm. where I'm in alignment and I want to give because I know what differences can make good, both dude. for me and for my community. Yep. That's a different kind of giving. That's right. Yeah. Totally dude. Yes. Yes. And I've been in that place before. Oh, yeah. where it's like, Oh, it's time for me to give some money away or whatever it is. And sure. it's like, yeah, okay. Is that doing it right then? Like, mm-hmm. am I, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. That's obligation. That's good, man. That's good. Well, any other uh, last thoughts? Uh, this is fun doing it in person, I by the way. kind of fun. <laughs> Super cool. It's hard to breathe in all these masks, though. <laughs> Triple mask. Um, I don't know, something about I, I, I need gluten-free bread. Something along oh, those lines. Shoot, I keep forgetting the I dad know. joke. Dang yeah, it. That's all right. We'll get him next time. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. Well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. You know, continue to send your emails about me calling the pandemic a panty. Don't just don't let me know. Encourage him, please. <laughs> uh, hit us up on TikTok, all of the new normal places. And uh, man, it's good. We'll do it again next week. Yeah. Bye, Sank. Bye. Bye.